is Becca and Millhaven. Just saying, I am uh, Tom Becca. I'm a McGraw-Millhaven. Those stories and more coming up next. You know, you're going to get sued by 60 Minutes on this, you know? I would love to get sued by 60 Minutes. Get some news for this podcast that no one's paying <laughs> attention. PR. Yeah, good, good pub. Good pub. You remember way back when, way back when they used to say, you know, you know, all that and more. Because then uh, somebody like wrote to him like years years ago. They wrote to him and said, you know, you say all that and more, but all, you, all the more is Andy Rooney. So just say, say all that and Andy Rooney. So they changed it to, you know, all that. No, and Andy, actually, Andy Rooney did a whole Andy Rooney bit on what's this and more. Uh, and, was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, they changed it to uh, those stories and Andy Rooney next on 60 Minutes. <laughs> hey, I, also, I also like the line, you're so slow, it takes you an hour and a half to watch six, 60 Minutes. <laughs> I also heard... I also heard a great line today that I'm going to use that sort of fits me to a T. What? And it goes something like this. Uh, I am so mad at you that even when I'm old and have Alzheimer's, I won't forget how much I hate you. <laughs> oh, and now the Alzheimer's lobby is going to go and have us canceled because you're making fun of people with that disease. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm saying when I'm old and have Alzheimer's, I still will not forget how much I hate you. I got into I got into a conversation with somebody yesterday, and it was a weird conversation. I, I get into a weird conversation with people besides just you. All right. So yes. we were talking about uh, I don't know if I even want to go here. Talking about having like dementia versus Lou Gehrig's disease. And I made the point that, you know, that if I, if it, that those are the two choices I've got, I'll take dementia because that'll make the people around me miserable. Whereas with Lou Gehrig's disease, your mind is sharp and your body gives away. So right. I was being very selfish. And I don't even know why I brought this up now and exposed this to the world. It was a weird conversation with a friend yesterday, and I probably should have just. Well, you know, you know what? I, I will say this. I just had a, and you, you, you knew him, uh, Rich LaRusso. You had lunch at uh, LaRusso's once yeah. or twice when you were here in uh, St. Louis. A, a wonderful restaurateur uh, just died of a rare form of Lou Gehrig's disease, right? I mean, Lou Gehrig's disease is rare to begin with. He died of a, just died like two weeks ago of a, of a, of a rare form of Lou Gehrig's disease. So we should, we should dedicate today's podcast to uh, Rich LaRusso. Man didn't know a stranger, uh, was one an old school restaurateur, would come to your table, right, in the garb and make sure everyone's uh, meal was great and let me get you something and just old school. A great Italian guy. It was, it was, it was a good Italian restaurant. And yeah. uh, he, he was, yeah, you're right, just a, just a great guy. Uh, and real quick on ALS, we'll move on to like real stuff or other stuff to talk about. I used to be on the board of directors of uh, ALS in the Heartland which is a, uh, basically, it was a charity that worked to um, offer respite for the caregivers of people with Lou Gehrig's disease. And it is, I've known people that have had it and it's just a horrible, awful, awful disease. And hopefully someday, oh, with all the medical uh, improvements they're making that uh, someday they'll be able to find a cure for it. Cause that, that, that to me is like just the, the worst. That is like just the yeah. worst uh, disease. But anyway, on that happy note, on that happy note, what uh, have you watched? How about how about Coda winning best movie? Ah, it, if it shows that there's some justice in the world, I mean, Coda Coda is just an incredible movie. It is, uh, and I noticed a theater here in town is going to be showing it with subtitles for the hearing impaired, so that the hearing oh. impaired can go and see it. 
I guess. Can I can I can I say something about uh, closed captioned? I, I love closed captioned. Do you watch <laughs> television with closed captioned? Uh, not all, I have. I not on a regular basis, but yeah. I watch it all the time with closed. It's the greatest thing in the world. I started watching it because Downton Abbey. I couldn't get the right. My ear just didn't pick up the the accents. The accents. Yeah. So I was like, let me try this closed caption. And I've never turned it off. It's the greatest in the world. You, I went and watched Hamilton on whatever streaming, Disney Plus or whatever. Yeah. And I watched it in, I've seen it on, on the stage, right? And you only catch every seventh word, right? Because it's all rap and you kind of, right? But to watch it streaming with closed caption, you have no idea how wonderful Hamilton is when you understand all the words to it. <laughs> I'll have, I'll have to check that out because yeah, it's, I really enjoyed. I, I haven't, I didn't watch it on Disney Plus, but I did uh, go to the theater and see it, and it was a great, a great show, a great play. But you're right, I didn't catch all the words, you know. Yeah, that, right, right. And you know what I hate? You ever go like go, go to a, maybe maybe a play or a movie or something like that, and as you're leaving, you're talking to you know to you know the person you're with there, and you're talking about it, and they caught something in the play or the movie that you completely missed. Right. And they, 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 and they say, you know, oh, what about that? What about that scene where uh, the kid caught the fly ball? And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't recall that scene. Well, that's because you were you were dozing off or you're going to get your new jujubes or something. <laughs> um, can we talk about the controversy or the 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 bizarre controversy that is surrounding uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock? And I know everyone has a take on it. And here's mine. I don't understand why people are so upset. I, 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 I mean, really? They're that, I mean, people don't care that the January 6th riot tried to overturn a free and fair election. I talk about the January 6th riots on my show. I get, stop talking about it. Who cares? Move on. But everybody wants to talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I, I don't get it. I will explain it to you then. I will tell you why that is. Okay. okay. I am here to help you. All right, because people can understand some rich Hollywood guy running up on stage and slapping some other rich Hollywood guy. They understand some guy trying to defend his wife's honor. They understand some comedian telling a joke that maybe doesn't appeal to everybody. They understand that. All right. You try talking to somebody about the January 6th commission that isn't paying attention to all the news that's coming out of it. You try talking about somebody about what's going on in Ukraine. You try talking to somebody about some of the other news stories that's going on. And it's just over, you know, it's just like too mind boggling because they can't comprehend it, right? But everybody understands somebody getting slapped for whatever the apparent reason is. Well, here's the deal. Half the people who saw it or have watched it on tape are convinced it's fake. So you're watching something that's real and they're convinced it's fake. And then like you have the January 6th which, you know, people are convinced it's fake. It's like, I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore because people are convinced what's real is fake, but yet Hillary Clinton is holding some type of child pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C., and that's real. I mean, the world's gone mad. Oh, the world has gone mad. I, I will grant you that. I mean, uh, and that's one of the reasons why people talk about, you know, some guy slapping somebody else because at least they can somewhat understand that. Um, 
you know, but I don't think Chris Rock was having a tough time selling tickets before the slap. I don't think uh, when the when the Academy is actually talking about Will Smith uh, t- get, taking away his Oscar, I don't think this thing was fake. Well, um, here's here's the other thing that that I got a reaction on the show, which I didn't quite understand, and that was this: I said, "Hey, I understand Will Smith is wrong. I understand slapping somebody isn't appropriate, and violence is never the right answer." Now, with that being said. I understand his point. He lost his cool, and that's why he apologized. And people were like, how dare you defend him? It's like, no, I admitted that he was wrong, but I'm not defending him, but I can certainly see people lose their cool all the time. Yeah. And he apologized. And and, and if he just just sat in the seat and yelled up at Chris Rock, you know, uh, take uh, my, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. If he had just yelled that at her, you know, if he had just yelled that at her from the stands, it would have still gotten a lot of attention, all right? And that would have been appropriate. If if, if, if Will Smith wanted a heckle Chris uh, uh, Rock, I, everybody, go, you, you know, go for it. No, violence is never accepted. The slap was wrong. Absolutely. Uh, no you know, question. And, and, and no, and so, so that's it. But yeah, no. If, but that's why, but that's why he apologized. But you have people who who say the most vile things to airline stewardesses all day long, right? You have people who who beat up their neighbors because they're wearing a mask, right? I mean, it's the where we we just the last two years we're at each other's throats, and you're all offended that Will Smith got up from his seat and slapped somebody. What, well, look at how we've treated each other for the last year. Okay, I, I, I want I don't want to deal with this too much, and I think we got other stuff to talk about. But let me just say this. You said, you know, you know, and you're right. The flight attendants, I got a friend who's a Southwest flight attendant and she tells me stories sometimes that are just like how people behave on the plane. It's incredible. Although let me ask, and it's been, it's been a few years since I've flown. I haven't flown in a while, but every time I'm on a plane, you know, you see these stories online you see that. And there's always that crazy person on, on the plane. Right. I've never had that on my flight. I've never had one of those people on my flight. Every, I mean, yeah. Have flights been annoying? Yeah. Have they been late? Yeah. Have they been overcrowded? Yeah. Have I ever had somebody on the plane have to be duct taped to their seat? No. Have you? No. Most, yeah. But we focus on this, like this is happening everywhere you turn and it's not. Well, okay. But that's again, what's news and what's not news. When you get on a plane, nobody beats up the flight attendant and lands. That's not news. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I, you're right. All right. I agree. Well, uh, what 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 do you want to talk about then? Uh, you know what I want to talk. By the way, uh, we got a new uh, feature that we're going to be uh, putting towards the end of the show, uh, called "Over and Under." So we'll be do- talking about that, which is going to be the most overreported news story of the week and the most underreported news story of the week. So I just thought I'd throw that out a little. It's called it- hence the over and under. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, which is speaking a of which, reference. okay, th- here we go. Uh, and this sort of ties in a little bit with, you know, the Academy talking about maybe taking away Will Smith's Oscar. They, they shouldn't take it away. He, he got the Oscar because of his acting. He didn't get the Oscar because, you know, he didn't slap somebody. So he didn't get the Oscar for playing Muhammad Ali. Obviously, we know why. Because he's a slapper <laughs> and not a puncher. Yeah, because really, that, that, that scene in the movie when he bit <laughs> Fraser just wasn't, it wasn't it powerful. Just, you know? that, it, it didn't. It didn't. It, it didn't yeah. Uh, but, but if what do you think now with, with Major League Baseball? But you, may, you may notice I'm wearing my Cleveland Guardians shirt. I got a I got a new Guardian shirt with the name, you know. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, audio, by the way. I know that's why I'm telling people what I'm wearing, but you can see it. I'm just telling people. Okay. So I have we to explain everything. Well, now, we have, now we have to tell what. Hey, Tom, what are you wearing? 
this is taking a weird podcast turn. I'm just. <laughs> you want to know what I'm wearing? No, no, I'm afraid you're not wearing pants. So I don't know how to know. I don't want to know. Uh, no, this my, I'm, I'm just bringing this up. Baseball season not that far away. We're a few weeks okay. away from base, baseball, right? Yeah. And and that actually and, opening day is a week from this Thursday. Is it that soon already? Oh, geez. Yeah. 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 So um, so that's we're right that's about an the, underreported story. Well, shut up. You live in a major league city. I don't. Uh, you know, I, I and I know that uh, we got uh, the Omaha Storm Chasers. And I know that's coming up here soon, too. But anyway, but I digress. Major League Baseball has embraced gambling now. Yes. They have embraced gambling. The games are on the Bally Sports Channel, right? right. Which, you know, they have, Major League Baseball has embraced gambling. Major League Baseball owners owns DraftKings. Yeah. All right. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Get this over with already. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Well, uh, it's hypocritical for these for Major League Baseball to be embracing gambling now and say, oh, by the way, Pete, we're not going to put you into the Hall of Fame. Well, we still don't know exactly what he's done. I mean, he hasn't admitted that he bet on the on the Reds. Yeah, but he didn't bet on the Reds. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we know. I think there is some. The investigation never showed that he bet on the Reds. He says he never bet on the Reds. He never bet on his team. So if he never bet on his team. He also said he never did it for 35 years. So how much can we trust what he's saying? He still deserves to be in there. And again, and again, as as much as it pains me to agree with you, you and me betting on a baseball game is bad enough. But when a manager does it who can take out a reliever or put in a reliever – and who, right, he says, I, I never bet against the Reds. Okay, fine. You kept your better reliever in there for an extra inning to burn him out for tomorrow's game because you want to win today's game. It's, it's just, it's, it, it's just, I mean, I agree with you. The whole thing is fraught with, with peril. It's awful to be gambling. I mean, it shows you how, how much trouble baseball's in when they are, um, kowtowing to the gamblers and not the 10-year-old kids, right? They want to make sure the gamblers can see the game, not the 10-year-old kid. Baseball isn't – I mean, give me 10 minutes with these owners. I know. Well, look, I, I know you've, you gotta, you've, got, you've got your issues with Major League Baseball. We've had this conversation before, I, I, I know, but uh, – um, I mean, the bigger problem is – you talk about gambling. What about the NFL owners, Right. The NFL owners who also own DraftKings. Now you got the story from the coach who's suing the league because he was fired because he was black, right? He's saying the owner told him to lose games for a draft pick. Yeah. Well, wait, you own a gambling site. And now you're telling me that you're losing games purposely for draft purposes? I sure would like to know that before I bet on the Dolphins. Okay, you want to start, you, you want to start an internet rumor? That is not based in fact, any way, shape, or form, but see yeah. if it catches fire. Okay. Sure. All right. I've been following March Madness, the NCAA tournament, all of the upsets, all the sports gambling going on now. There's no way that Kentucky should have lost to St. Peter's. There's no way that Kansas should not be in the final four. There's no way. I mean, so go to the Gonzaga. Yeah. Kansas is in the final four. I mean, I mean, Gonzaga is in the final four. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there's, but, so there, there's there's no way that some of these teams, you know, didn't make it. Why? Ooh, could it be gambling? Could it be well, another Black Sox scandal? I'm not uh, saying it is, but could the it NC, be? The NCAA um, 
the tournament would not allow gambling commercials during the basketball games. The NCAA wouldn't allow gambling commercials. Well, so, I don't, so no one's gambled for the last three weeks because they're not allowing commercials. Yeah, yeah, because they're not watching. Oh, geez, I, I haven't seen the commercials on every other show that's on. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's so criminal. It's, it's so outrageous. And you, have the, you have the J.B. Smoove, the J.B. Smoove, uh, Caesar. I don't, understand, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Ad. I don't understand those ads. Those are too weird for me. He's playing the part of Caesar. I figure either I figure either A, he is just making a boatload of money, or B, he has a big gambling debt he has to pay off. I mean, the way the, well, they're paying the him a, a boatload of money. Um, do you ever hear the story of Arch Schleister? You you know Arch Schleister yeah, real well. Ohio State quarter, former Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, big gambler. Have you have you read about his life and how it has spiraled and how it's like almost comical? how the man is addicted to, to gambling and how, if it weren't so sad, he's gone to jail for embezzling millions to just gamble. He doesn't even care who wins or loses. He just places a bet. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just, he's, it's like insanity. And I mean, gambling, people don't realize gambling. When you're addicted to gambling, it's like being addicted to crack or, or heroin. You're addicted to that endorphins and that high. And so we're going to see a segment of society Right. I mean, that's that's just not not just addicted to, to, to gambling and ruining their life like they would if they legalized heroin. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, first of all, people are doing heroin, you know, I mean, or, or opiates, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, look what happened. I guess look what happened when the doctors were prescribing all those opiate pain pills, you know, uh, that uh, that that tragedy. But at, at least with the casinos, they have the do not enter list. Right. Yeah, so you, can, you can you can put yourself on the do not enter list. They don't have anything like that with DraftKings. So. Uh, well, I would imagine you. I, I would imagine that you could probably. I don't know. I've never. I'm not. I've not been on any of those apps. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I, you know, I'll go and I'll, I'll go. Okay, so it's the start of the baseball season. I will go and I will put twenty bucks on the Indian on the on the. I'm sorry, the Guardians winning the World Series. I'll go and I'll put twenty bucks on the Browns. Hiring more disgusting players. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, winning the winning the Super Bowl. Oh, are you against Deshaun Watson? I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with. I'm not. I'm not going to go so far as to say that you know I'm going to boycott the NFL or boycott the Browns and all that. All right. Uh, I'm just not happy with it. I think Baker Mayfield deserved better. Baker Mayfield deserved better. And I, this is not a sports talk podcast, but what the hell? Baker Mayfield deserved better. He played hurt all last season and he played his heart out he got he got the browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game for the first time in like you know 100 years he deserved one more season to see you know if he could get it done this year yeah he, it, it, you know and yeah is, is watson a, 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 a good player yeah he could also be a big distraction that causes more trouble so i'm not i'm not thrilled well they also gave him some insane amount of money too didn't yeah. they? some I, I don't understand anything well he's trying to have to pay off those lawsuits i don't want to sound like an old curmudgeon but what's well, like, wrong with these what's wrong with late. these people <laughs> get off my yard what's going on with these people do you find yourself doing that do you find yourself doing that where you know you just you, you are becoming, as you get older, you become a curmudgeon and you hear yourself and it's like, you just can't help yourself. And, and it's like, it's like with computers, right? If I got to learn new software and stuff. I bitch and moan about it. Not because I can't learn it, 
because I just don't want to learn it. You know, I was like, eh, it's too much. Oh, I get the, I do this, which is really embarrassing. So I get, uh, I pay for right lunch, dinner, and I get the credit card receipt. And the print is so goddamn small. <laughs> and they, 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 they haven't changed the ink cartridge since the Obama administration. So I got to turn to a stranger and be like, how much, how much was this lunch? Because I don't have my glasses on me. <laughs> I, I turned the flashlight on my phone and said, oh, it's dark in here. It's dark in here. If, it, if it's really lit up properly, I can normally see it. If it's light, you know, brightly lit up, I can normally see it. But yeah, it's the same thing with me on that. Same, I mean, yeah. why, why don't these people get some, some, some bigger font? Okay. This is outrageous. <laughs> So they got, they got they got the senior menu, menus. They ought to have the senior receipts. So so last summer I was at a baseball game. I took the family to a Mets game at, at Shea. And we're sitting there, and months later goes by, and I find out that my niece, who I was sitting next to, was looking at the text messages and then telling the family that I was texting a girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how did you guys know I was texting a girl then? And like, well, Kirsten uh, saw you text and then told everybody. And I was like, Kirsten, why'd you do me like that? She was like, Uncle McGraw, your font was so big, anybody could read it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well. (laughs) Oh, I know, I know. And, you know, you find yourself, uh, I took my... uh, uh, went with my uh, uh, niece and nephew. We went to Elton John this week. So Elton John this week, which, by the way, uh, it was the night of the Oscars, and Elton John was playing in Lincoln. So I went and saw Elton John. Um, but it was just no. I'm glad my niece and nephew like really loved the show. Really loved the show, but it was just weird, you know, because I'm looking at it, uh, reminiscing about, oh, I remember when I was a disc jockey and I played this record or, you know, oh, the girl I was dating when this album came out, all that sort of stuff. Right. So I'm being like very nostalgic. And then to them, this is like all new music and stuff. It was just very, very bizarre. And I don't again. What I about know. an old man taking your niece to uh, Elton John and you're like, I remember when this album first came out. Album. An album, Uncle, Uncle Tom. Tom. Yeah. An album? What's an album? Oh, this part skipped. This yeah. this song was between track four and five. <laughs> On the eight track. Oh, God. That was the worst. That was the worst. Yeah, you'd have it and you'd be going, you'd be rocking out, you know. I, we had, I had uh, Deep Purple Machine Head, you know, and on the eight track and we were rocking out, you know, My Woman from Tokyo and da-da-da. Da-da-da. It was awful. Cha-chunk. Okay, real quick, I want to talk about this. So, as we, as we stop our little walk down memory lane, can uh, can I just say the Republicans are really gonna fuck this up? Republicans right now have had a great opportunity of uh, you know showing some bipartisan support, looking like they're taking the high road, looking like they're actually being statesmen and not political hacks. Mm. First, uh, Susan Collins today, the first Republican to say that she has done a vote. For Katanji uh, Brown Jackson, so that that's great. So one at least one Republican vote. Everybody should follow. Judge Brown has got the gig. All right, it's not going to change the makeup of the Supreme Court. There's no re- there is no downside 
there's no downside to the Republicans voting for her other than a base of, you know, such rabid right wingers that they don't want to upset. But if you take a look here, you know, about what that would show about trying to work across the aisle and want to want to, you know, be somewhat respectful of, of the process, they can look like they're taking the high road here with virtually minimal loss. Did, am, I, am I wrong in this? Well, you lost me at they were going to be statesmen. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, an idiot? I mean, do you bang your head against the wall every time and think at the, the, the next time you do, it won't hurt? I, well, mean, what? I know. I, well, that's that you're right. I keep on thinking and I should know by now. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, every time I put my hand in the flame, it gets burned. So I was thinking today would be different. So Ben Sass, you know, my, my they're all they're all running for president. So they're, they're not allowed to they're not allowed to say, you know what? She's qualified. Ruth Bader Ginsburg got 96 votes, 96 to nothing. Mm -hmm. Scalia, even the most contentious Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, unanimous. When Lindsey Graham voted for her two years ago, but now can't vote for her now. Washington Post had an interesting story about all the judges Josh Hawley uh, voted for that has the same sentencing um, situation as this Brown Jackson. I thought it was yeah. kind of funny. I mean, it's, it's, it's a game. Ben Sass uh, put out, you know, he's on the Judiciary Committee, as Holly is, and he put out a, a statement after uh, the hearings and basically said how qualified she was, what, you know, was very, very knowledgeable of the law, but because of like one ruling she made, he can't vote for her now. He can't vote for her now, although he's still the same in the same statement, decrying all the partisanship. You know, and we have to stop being so partisan. We have to stop being so partisan. But by the way, I'm going to be partisan and, and not vote for her. I mean, that, that's that's how crazy this is. And and, and it just it seems like we, people got to speak out and let these people know that it is crazy. You can't just keep on saying, you know, that, oh, that's just the way it is, because it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Which, by the way, did you see this story out of Nebraska about the state senator this is the best. You, you, you know the story I'm talking about. This, this should be your under. Uh, can, can we move to over and under? Yeah, because I, mean, I, I got like, I got like uh, okay, so over and under, basically the concept of this. Well, explain the concept, concept McGraw. The concept right is here. we want, because we think the podcast is so bad, we want you people to stay to the end. So we've come up with a concept at the end. And the concept is over under, and we're going to pick one story that has been overhyped and over talked about and overblown, and one story that was underreported and should have gotten more attention. Okay, McGraw, don't, don't listen. I just want to talk to the listeners right now. Okay, don't 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 listen. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just sort of smile and nod at McGraw. Okay, he doesn't know that if you just wanted to listen to the over-under part, you could bypass the rest of the, the podcast and just listen to the over-under part, okay? He thinks that you got to listen like, like this is linear, like the radio show, that you got to listen all the way till the end. You don't. But anyway, but don't tell him because, you know, he, he, he's not I have got, technically, right. I can not hear technically you. savvy. I can hear you, you, you. You say don't listen. I can hear you. I have one question for you. Yeah. What are you wearing? My, my Cleveland Guardians, my Cleveland Guardians shirt. 
okay, so um, the over. Okay, so overhyped. I think the over overreported story. Well, we already talked about the Chris Rock slap. I think that's just a that's just a given. That was overreported. Yeah. But the other one I think was overreported was Biden's comment about Putin and uh, getting out of power. All right, that he can't stay in power. I think that was overblown. Yeah, yeah, Biden misspoke. Yeah, probably wasn't the wisest thing for him to uh, say. But at the same time, it's not like, you know, Putin was going to say, well, I was I was going to stop uh, bombing Ukraine, but since President Biden misspoke, I'm now going to continue <laughs> to do it. I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, geez, yes. Or like, like, um, uh, <laughs> like uh, like as, as official policy now of the United States, uh, regime changes, take out leaders. Yeah, that's something the United States has never done. We've well, never taken out a leader. I love when he says, I wasn't speaking in my capacity as president. That, that was a personal thought I had. <laughs> okay, Mr. President, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's your overhyped story? I All think right, that's, yeah. that's, that's fair enough. Do you want to hear my overhyped story for the week? Yeah. Uh, my overhyped story is this um, this... Uh, senator or this congressman um, from uh, where is he North Carolina this Madison Cawthorn guy yeah where he went out and said that um, he's loved politics and he's looked up to all these politicians and he gets to Washington DC and he's invited to orgies and cocaine parties (laughs) and at this point I would like to announce my candidacy for Congress (laughs) (laughs) this guy if, that, if that's, if that's I a mean, perk, if that's a perk. I mean, I, the, the, the guy, why are we giving oxygen to these crazies? They're just insane. They, we should just, just, okay, pat them on the head and put them back in their rubber room. Well, just, they, we shouldn't give oxygen to these nut jobs because there's serious times and we're talking about insanity here. Do yeah. you, you really think... You know, you really think Chuck Schumer and his 95-year-old suit is going to an orgy and doing cocaine? How'd you like to see Mitch McConnell at an orgy? Really? That is a metal picture. There is not enough scotch in the world to uh, get over that metal picture. I mean, oh, my it's, God. It's, it's so ridiculous. Well, yeah. Um, so that's that's my overstory. No, I would admit. I would admit that, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there are perks to the job. I'm sure that there are. There are lobbyists that would love to, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, get get uh, a congressperson's attention. All right. But, um, yeah, well, to make it sound like he's just one big orgy. I don't. Yeah, he has. He has yet to walk back that comment like uh, President Biden has walked back his comment. Uh, but evidently uh, he met with uh, McCarthy and McCarthy told him to knock it off. <laughs> well, yeah, because he doesn't talk to Democrats. So the Democrats couldn't invite him to their orgies. He can only go to a Republican orgies. You would, have to, you would have to think, okay, and maybe I might be wrong. I would just think. You may be right. I may be crazy. Uh, but I, I would think the Democrats would have much better orgies than the Republicans. I would hope. I would hope. I mean, please, God, I would hope the Democrats would have better orgies. I mean, those old white men in the Republican Party versus the old white men in the, in the Democratic Party? Come on. I mean, I've never been to one, but I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, you know, if the Republican orgy, would everybody be doing missionary? I mean, I would think just. How much money, how much money would you have to be paid to have an orgy with, say, Mitch McConnell? (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that is a question I am not even going to waste any time pondering. <laughs> I mean, seriously, a million dollars? A million dollars. Oh, I know. you a million dollars to have an orgy with Mitch McConnell. Oh, I know. You turn it down? Uh, get help, man. Seriously, get some five help. Million? You got, you five million? Five million? You got Five million dollars. Get some help. If you offered me five million dollars, I would, I would have an orgy with Mitch McConnell on one condition. That Mitch McConnell not give me the money. So you would have an orgy with Mitch McConnell for free? What type no, of no, no. are you? No, 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 no. Somebody else would have to give me the money. He couldn't hand me. He couldn't leave it on the dresser, in other words. I would have to be paid some other way. Because I could do it. I just couldn't. I, I couldn't live with myself in the morning if I took his money. I mean, he handing it to me w- would be another violation I couldn't handle. Don't, don't, don't listen. I got to talk to the audience again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I had no idea he even had thoughts like this. I didn't know. Um, I don't have thoughts like this. You just had it's a not, thought like that. I know. I'm just asking a, a hypothetical question. This Madison Cawthorn <laughs> staying in orgies all over the place. Well, yeah, well, yeah, ask that hypothetical question is because you thought of that hypothetical question. Well. All right, let's go to the under. Let's go to the most underreported story. You first. Um, this story should have gotten a lot more play. And I don't know why it didn't, but there is, they've now done legitimate fact-based surveys and studies, peer-reviewed studies, experts, scientists, and they have concluded beyond a shadow of a doubt that the drug ivermectin shows absolutely no sign of alleviating any symptoms or any part of COVID-19. In fact, the scientists are saying at this point, this has become such a waste of resources that to continue studying this is a waste of money. I thought that was like proven a year and a half ago. Well, no, no, no. There weren't any studies because no, I mean, you know. Yeah. Because somebody's like, well, how come we study it? Why don't we just study it? Well, you know, because it's horse dewormer medicine. So they've done these studies and now they've... Concluded beyond a shadow of a doubt that ivermectin does nothing for COVID nineteen. Okay, that should have been a bigger story. I say the most. Do you agree with me, or do you disagree? No, I I, I agree with you. I guess I just assumed that 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 story uh, was um, decided, you know, a year year and a half ago or so. But okay, you were you were too busy having an orgy with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. (laughs) God, you got issues. Uh, The most uh, underreported story for me has been, actually, it's a tie. It was a tie between uh, uh, Ginny and Clarence Thomas and uh, and Trump's seven-minute phone call. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Tom, wait a minute. The, the Ginny and Clarence Thomas story got a lot of uh, publicity. It got a lot of press. Why is that underreported? I don't think you can give a story like this or the story of Trump's seven-minute uh, gap in the phone messages. I don't think you can give these stories too much publicity. I think these things are so important to our future, to our democracy, and, and, and to the way we run our country, that I don't think you can give these stories too much publicity. So in other words, you're sexist and says that a wife cannot have a job or a, a career outside of the husband. What the in the hell are you talking about? The husband's job, Clarence Thomas's job, is more important than Ginny Thomas's career. 
or job or whatever, right? You think Thomas's career is to be texting Donald Trump's chief of staff to overthrow an election? That's her career? Yeah, okay. Then Clarence Thomas's job is more important because he should shut his wife up instead of going and trying to appease her by voting no when they are going to try to- Oh, now you want the man to shut the woman up. Hmm. We're going to have every feminist group against this podcast. Oh, my goodness. What kind of Neanderthal are you? An American one, damn it. An American one. She's a woman in the 21st century. She can have her own agenda, her own life, her own political thoughts, separate of her husband's, and he should not force her or silence her because it's it's, uh, important for his career. One more time, I have have a sidebar with the audience. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the podcast, you don't really know McGraw. He says shit sometimes that just it's a diary of the mouth. Don't 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 buy into any of this crap he's saying now. Okay, I'm back to you. All right. What was your second one? Oh, the other one was Trump's uh, the, the the phone call. The, oh, yeah, the phone call. Yeah, yeah, seven hours. Which yeah. also is the same sort of thing. It's like it's just it's just can't get enough. That cannot get enough press in my mind. You know, right. and, but 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 again, but again, stuff like this is too uh, depressing. It's too complex. It's too um, you know people are too defensive of their side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why going back to our earlier topic, which is why the Chris Rock and um, uh, Will Smith uh, slap get uh, so much publicity because people can understand that they can grasp that they can have a, an opinion on that. Whereas this stuff, there's just too much information and it's just too much work to pay attention to all this stuff. So uh, that's why it doesn't get the, the, the oxygen it needs. I got, uh, I got one more story. That's not going to hold for next week. This huh. is a personal situation that happened to me. Uh, when were the Oscars Sunday nights? This was yeah. Monday. Monday, I was at dinner and uh, was having a conversation with somebody, a woman who was in her 50s. And we were talking about the Will Smith story. And then I mentioned, I was like, oh, how about this Ariana DeBose, this you know, woman who won the Oscar for um, West Side Story? I said, she's the first openly queer woman um, to win the Oscar. And this woman of 50 some odd years got angry with me and was like, how dare you? use a derogatory term against this woman. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, she, queer is offensive to me. Don't use the word queer. And I said, no, no, no. She calls herself queer. And this, this woman was just indignant that I was somehow using a derogatory term to describe this woman who just won the Oscar. And then I was trying to explain to her what queer meant. And quite frankly, I couldn't answer that question. I don't know what queer means. So I got all sorts of trouble for trying to use the correct terminology to be politically correct. Turns out I got yelled at for being not politically correct while being politically correct. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, all those consonants, I, I, I don't know. And then they keep adding to them, too. And I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You know, I mean, that's, everybody lived their life. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, everybody's consenting. I don't give a damn. Right. I mean, so uh, call yourself whatever you want. Just don't yell at me when I'm trying to. It was so bizarre. words. Yeah. Right. And then but then what is queer? What does that mean? And then I and then and then somebody tried to tell me the difference between sexual identity and. Um. Sex, what was it? It was um, gender identity and and g- gender. 
something gender i know yeah I, gender identity and sexual so i was like what what i mean what and then queer is like a it's a lifestyle i was like well, what does that mean i mean the whole thing is nuts Ah, uh, yeah, you can't tell without a program. You can't tell the program. It, it, you know, and by the way, again, I think you feel the same way. If that's who you are, that's how you live, and you know, you're not hurting anybody. God love I, I, I got no problem with it. But you know, for somebody that again in a, in a generation, a generation ago, you know, calling somebody queer was an insult. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, now it's like a badge of honor. I don't, you know. I don't get it. Uh, and, and by the way, who makes these rules? Oh, the internet. The internet. The internet trolls make the rules. Is that what it is? Uh, the internet yeah. makes it? Okay. Hey, uh, man, we've, uh, we've gone longer than our half hour today. We just, uh, it was fun. And by the way, I've, I've had I've had people stop me on the street and say they like the podcast. We actually have people that are listening to this. Really? Uh, yeah. Surprises me, too. Uh, but uh, please, uh, subscribe, like, all that. We're not on all the platforms yet, but we're on uh, more and more of them. So little by little, it's gaining uh, momentum. And uh we will uh, be back next Thursday. Every Thursday, a brand new podcast. And uh, we'll be back next Thursday with uh, more of Becca and Milhaven. Just say it. Those stories and more. Rewind from here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>